Everybody. Welcome to BSing with Sean K, episode 53. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Neese, and for this episode, I'm going to play you an interview I did with James Arlo. And he's a musician, poet, sculptor, and painter. You can find all of his work on jamesarlo.com. There's a book, his book of poems is available on there called The Cry of the Wild uh, Poetry and Field Guide. And also, some of his risky news work where he took newspaper articles and blacked out most of the words and just left in certain words that formed his own poem, uh, which I thought was pretty cool when I saw. And he also has his uh, painting and sculptures on there. Uh, His sculptures, uh, what's very interesting about that is he takes different objects, like he took a Louisville slugger bat and he put some pool balls and some nails and he kind of put made a sculpture out of it and he called it the peacemaker i thought that was pretty awesome it was interesting to talk to him because he's about his process because you know he's a jack of all trades and he's really serious about all the different art forms he does and i think he he does uh he puts his best into all of it and uh anyway here's the interview i hope you enjoy it so you do poetry you do music um mm-hmm. And uh, wh- how did you get started with all that? And uh, wh- which one were you pursuing uh, first, Adam? Uh, well, I've always been a musician. Uh, since I was probably about five, I've been playing guitar. So I guess, I mean, I suppose that came first. And then naturally the songwriting process takes a hold of you once you start playing and words come along with that and then it uh branches out from there so uh what was it like getting started and what would you say about the scene as far as art and music and poetry where you are and uh new york is that where you are or where where are you looking yeah yeah well i mean you know it's it's uh it's all over the place. I mean, you could just pretty much find your own little niche and and fall into there. I mean, you have uh, you have people who are in rock bands, you have people in blues bands, you have people who are in punk bands, and then it all kind of converges. And uh, so, what what has your experience been like playing live? Like, would you have you been Mostly, I guess, in the folk scene and blues scene, or you play a bit with punk bands too, or because I knew you knew. Uh, well, I've been. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I've been on a hiatus from playing shows for the past few years, so I'm just getting back into it now, which I'm really excited about. Um, so I just put a new band together, and it's probably one of the best bands I've ever played with so far, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, these guys are really killing it, and we're going to start booking shows for the spring within the next couple of weeks. 
Cool. And uh, how would you describe like the sound and like the themes within your music in that band? And does it differ from the other music you did in the past by yourself? Or um, well, uh, these guys. I mean, the bands were playing all my songs. Um, so whatever's up on Spotify and uh, SoundCloud, et cetera, and Bandcamp. Uh, we're playing those tunes, and uh, we got some new ones on the way too. So it, it's it's kind of all over the place, but I think there's a common thread in there somewhere, if you look, I guess. And what's the lyrical themes? Is it mainly personal lyrics, or? Well, I think all lyrics are personal to some extent. But I try not to get too personal when I write lyrics. It's more of uh, the visual. You know, if I, when I'm writing lyrics, I want to I want to see it. You know, I want to see what's going on. Sort of like painting a picture of some sort. That's like absolutely. Yeah. So when you close your eyes, I want you to see the scene as it unfolds, you know what I mean? The movie or the the visuals. I think that's the most important thing. And feel it too, you know? Uh, that's that's probably takes the cake more than uh, than the visual, but if you can close your eyes, you could see it and you could feel it and you could put yourself in that place for a certain period of time, then, you know, then I've done my job. So, uh, and you're also, you do painting and sculptures too. Uh, so how does that differ? Most the assemblages, yeah. So how does that, uh, differ from painting a picture with words? Like you were saying you do with your lyrics. Well, I deal mostly with, uh, assemblages. Um, so it's a lot of found objects put together in a certain way. And I don't really, um, the vision kind of uh, opens up over the duration of working on the pro- on the piece, so it's kind of it's kind of like songwriting. So you start off with maybe you'll have the first line, or you'll have uh, the hook, and then you just start building around it. Or you know you'll have that that piece of steel, or you have that piece of wood, or that piece of glass, and then you start finding other things that are going to go into that to uh, to make the piece what it is. So it's uh, sort of taking things that uh, wouldn't normally be used, like in a different way than they'd normally been used, I guess, like using mm-hmm. them in a different way. Like... Uh, absolutely. And I feel that way about the songwriting process too. You know, at, you know, in retrospect, I mean, it's not something that I think about while I'm working on something, but once it's done, it's time to start putting all the pieces together. Then you start forming the vision around uh, that uh, that foundation, you know. And I guess, how did you get into the style of music you're into? Like, what were some artists you uh, started listening to? 
Oh, from a young age, um, you know, it was uh, I had a lot of guitar players on my wall. So I had, you know, Jimmy Page and I had Tony Iommi and uh, uh, Zach Wild, um, you know, those guys and uh, uh, Keith Richards, too. And so those guys were on my walls. So I, you know, so it was. You know, those guys really built the foundation for my playing. I guess Iron Maiden too, like even Steve Harris, uh, Yannick Gers, Adrian Smith, those guys um, really taught me a lot of lessons about the orchestration of writing. I guess you know, guitar piece. So a bit of a heavy metal influence in there, even though you're more blues focused. I guess. I mean, I know Sabbath. Yeah. Oh, Sabbath. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love Sabbath. Um, so I mean, especially especially those riffs. I mean, they were they're incredible. So you know, you know, those things just like cut right through. You know. And um, I guess uh, what's it been like promoting yourself and everything and getting your work out there? Uh, well, I use you know social media to some small extent. You know, once get the ball rolling with uh, playing shows and stuff like that, then I feel like it's purposeful. But otherwise, it's you know it's just a waste of time. You know, I feel like a lot of people put so much effort into the social media aspect mm -hmm. that their art suffers. So you think it's more uh, useful to, I guess, actually go out and play shows and network in person and travel different places yeah i mean I'm, I'm 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 more about the tangibles you know what i mean yeah and uh out there and and connecting with people you know just sitting on my phone posting a whole bunch of stuff is not really appealing to me yeah do you think that's in some ways maybe made people more lazy like because you think it just sort of post whatever song they don't have to you know send it to a record label or send out a demo and well, no, no, I mean, in those aspects where it's a useful tool for uh, communicating with uh, within the business realm of the music industry, you know what I mean? Then it's incredibly useful, uh, you know, but I feel like, you know, I check in online and stuff like that. And I just see people just constantly posting ridiculous stuff and memes and stuff like that. And it's... <sighs> I'd rather be, I'd rather be writing. I'd rather be playing guitar than just, you know, wasting my time doing that for a yeah. whole bunch of like, or, you know what I mean? Too much of a distraction, I guess. From yeah, absolutely. I agree. And uh, so, what you you also do? Um, risky news, I see on your website. Like you have uh, mm -hmm. news articles. Yeah, that little, yeah, that was a little thing that I uh, I did for a little bit. Uh, that was a fun little thing. I enjoyed that. It was sort of making poems out of uh, newspaper articles. Is that it? Like you crossed out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just pretty much uh, cross out where it's, you know, it's more typically known as blackout poetry, where you just mark her out. And uh, so what do you have planned for the future with your work? Well, um... You know, I'm really focused on the band right now. We're uh, doing a lot of rehearsing, uh, 
and things are sounding great. Um, and we're going to be playing shows, booking shows in the near future. So, um, I guess music is, so music is the one, uh, would you say music is your main passion and the art and sculptures and everything else you do is sort of like a side, like on the side or you? No, they're, they're, um, both the art and the, uh, and the music are both, you know, uh, passions at the forefront of my mind and my soul, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I put as much time as I can into both of them. So have you participated in art shows or poetry festivals or anything like that? No, I couldn't say that I really am all that interested in any poetry festivals, maybe some art galleries. I mean, the, the book was just kind of a one-off thing. Um, maybe I'll touch upon, you know, another one in the future. But for the most part, the songwriting process is uh, where I'm at right now. So I'm putting all that. I mean, the, the poetry book was done in a kind of a lull of the songwriting process um, or even an exercise to uh, get my creative juices flowing for the songwriting processes. And then once once I had all these poems uh, lying around, I was like, yeah, you know what? Well, I'm just going to make a book out of it. Why not, right? So um, I guess uh, how have you improved as far as your work over the years? And is there any ways you feel you still could improve? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's a – it's a daily process. Anybody is a fool who says that they're the best that they are at the current time. You know, you can always get better. It's all about, you know, where you want to be personally. You know, you have to be in that competition with yourself. I, I'm not competitive with other people whatsoever. You know, I think that's foolish. I think to be in competition with yourself, to better yourself constantly, to look at your work where you are now. And look where you were and compare that to where you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, rather than compare yourself to other people in their work, I guess is what you're saying? Or, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, never, I never do that. I'm, I, that's It's pointless. Yeah. Because people, two people are never on the same uh, creative or even, uh, uh, you know, just general life spiral. You know what I mean? No one's on the same plane. No one's at the same place. No one's had the same experiences. So how could you, how could you compare yourself to somebody else? You know? Yeah. You only yourself. Yeah. Nobody has the same, uh, journey, I guess is the way to say it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the truth. And, uh, a lot of people fall into that, um, that you know, black hole of of, uh, of trying to compare themselves to somebody else, measure up to somebody else, and it gets you nowhere. Yeah, because there's always going to be somebody that you, you might think is uh, either doing better or maybe doing something you don't think you're doing, or like it's, you, mm. you'll, there's never going to be any satisfaction with that. I guess. So. Uh, yeah, and you know, and that's that's kind of a. 
that's not a cool way to live. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. constantly bring up to somebody else, then you're you're cutting down your own self worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you obviously don't think very highly of yourself if you are constantly comparing somebody yourself to somebody else, and then you feel horrible about it. You know what I mean? That's not that's not a healthy way to live. Yeah. And you have to do what you're doing for the love too. Like if you don't enjoy it, if you're just doing it for, I guess. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you're just doing it for you know money and fame and all that stuff, I mean, there's a then you know you should just quit. Yeah. So uh, the the cry of the wild is your book, right? And it's all on yep. line. So That's it. um, I guess where did these where did these uh, poems come from? Like what inspired them? I see a lot a lot of political. Uh, uh, it's a lot of pre association stuff. You know what I mean? Um, it never really went. I just pretty much sat down at the typewriter, you know, with a bottle of wine and you know a pack of cigarettes and just hammered away. There's nothing like writing poetry on a typewriter, let me tell you. It's very cathartic. Where where, where could people find like your work if they want to or if they want to get in touch or where could they I guess see you perform? Mhm. Well, uh we don't have anything booked right now, uh but they can keep up to date with uh if they go to my website, www.jamesarlo.com, or they can go on Spotify and hear the music, uh, they can pick up the book on Amazon. And the music's also on iTunes, you know, and all those, all those, uh, places. So, uh, if you had any advice for anybody else, uh, pursuing, uh, their creative passions, like whether it's art, music, poetry, or anything along those lines, what would be your advice for them? Don't think too much. Just do it. And uh, any final thoughts or things you'd like to say? Or... Um, no, not really. I think, uh, you know, for the most part, we covered uh, a lot of ground here. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, it was it was good chatting with you. And, Likewise, uh, Sean. And I'll let you know when the uh, episode's up. And, Wonderful. Uh, yeah, for anybody who wants to keep updated with future episodes of BSing with Sean K, go to uh, bsingwithseank.blogspot.com. Uh, B-S-I-N-G uh, with Sean K.blogspot.com. And there's a link to my Twitter, Facebook, YouTube channel, and uh, a link where you can subscribe to my feed as well. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for this episode. Uh, I'll catch you on the next one.